0: afternoon, Saskatchewan. I'm Jamie Nye. This is The Green Zone. And yeah, I said it on Saskatchewan afternoon. You heard trap game tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. You heard it here. Remember, I told you so. If you Oiler fans are out there tonight going, how did we lose to the Chicago Blackhawks? Oh yeah, Jamie said it was probably going to be a trap game. The dreaded trap game. And let's define what a trap game is. You're feeling good about yourself on a little bit of a winning streak. You have some other things to look forward to. The All-Star break is a week ahead. You're breaking records. Everybody's talking you up. Best team in the NHL, some are saying. Plan the parade, the fans in Edmonton. And yeah, as much as the athletes always tell us, we don't pay attention to what you guys are talking about on the radio or what the fans are saying that's a bunch uh, you know what they're always paying attention because when they're in a losing streak they're the first ones to go yeah, I heard what you said about us i thought you didn't i thought you didn't pay attention so everybody's talking them up they're watching SportsCenter. center they're watching craig button they're watching everybody say how good the Edmonton Oilers are. And then along come the Chicago Blackhawks, who played last night. With a roster completely depleted for various reasons, largely injury. And of course now Corey Perry is a member of the Edmonton Oilers after what transpired. Well, we don't really know what transpired, but he was kicked off the Chicago Blackhawks. He signed with the Oilers. And you can sometimes look past an opponent and say, okay, yeah, 14-game winning streak, and who they got on? Okay, yeah, we got to watch out for... Okay, whatever. And remember what happened against the Columbus Blue Jackets. It wasn't a pretty start to that game. So... Now it could be eight to nothing for the Edmonton Oilers. Sure, it could, but you got to be very wary of the trap game. This feels like one for the Edmonton Oilers. And then the the teams are going to get a little bit tougher uh, coming into the All Star break and out of the All Star break uh, for the Oilers. What's what's your score prediction tonight? Are they making it fifteen straight? Is it going to be a, a, a walk over the Chicago Blackhawks for the Edmonton Oilers? Because one of the worst teams in hockey is also the San Jose Sharks. They're on a three-game heater right now. Three games straight, you just never know. And as Drew said yesterday, Luke Richardson will have those guys ready to play. And they know themselves, they're walking in tonight as a heavy underdog. One of the heaviest of underdogs for the Blackhawks against the 14 straight-win Edmonton Oilers. Also today on the Green Zone, we're going to talk a little rider news with Britton Gray, Green Zone Rider Reporter, as they re-signed another player. They they have been busy over there at Mosaic Stadium with Jeremy O'Day, the general manager, starting to re-sign the players. Now that Corey Mason and his staff are in place, they're turning on the film. They're saying we like this guy, keep this guy. Philip Blake re-signed with the team. Philip Blake was a big last year's free agency when they signed Philip Blake. You remember, Britton and I were talking about it. This is a big deal. He was the starting left tackle in the Grey Cup for the Toronto Argonauts when they won it at Mosaic Stadium. He's usually a guard, but he can play all five positions. Unfortunately, in the preseason game that wrapped up the preseason for the Riders, he had a pectoral strain tear. He was out for a while and then came back he is coming back to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So down the interior, Logan Furland, young up-and-coming Saskatchewanian at right guard, Peter Godber, one of the top centers in the league last year, and then Philip Blake. The big question for the offensive line of the riders is who are going to be the left and right tackle, are they going to stay healthy, and are they going to be able to protect a Trevor Harris consistently this season? That'll still be the big question for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but I think many are giving a thumbs-up that Philip Blake, the KG veteran offensive lineman, is uh, back for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Plus, uh, Britton will give us his playoff picks. The AFC and NFC Championship goes this weekend. We're going to preview a little bit of that with Britton Gray, but we're also going to head to Los Angeles, and we're going to talk to Shannon Farron. The sideline reporter for the L.A. Chargers as the big story came down in the NFL yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Harbaugh from the University of Michigan, national champion, leaving the university and is now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. And as a Raider fan and someone who has a team in the AFC West, I'm not a big fan of this, to be quite honest. Jim Harbaugh wins football games on the sideline. That is what he has always done whether it be the university, Stanford, Michigan, or when he was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. He made Colin Kaepernick look good. Took him to the Super Bowl. Of course, he lost to his brother, John, in that Super Bowl. And maybe John will be back in the Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens this year. But Jim Harbaugh is now the head coach of the L.A. Chargers. And with that roster that was put together by my new general manager, although poorly coached, by Brandon Staley, I think uh, some good things might be on the horizon for the Chargers. And they could use the help. Because if you haven't noticed, their move to Los Angeles hasn't been great in terms of fan engagement. It was always weird to me that the Chargers moved to L.A. when there was talk the Raiders might move back to Los Angeles. And, of course, the Rams moved back to Los Angeles. They had a fan base. The Raiders have more fans in L.A. than the Chargers do. It's not even close. So winning will help that. We'll talk to Shannon Farron, uh, host of Gary and Shannon, on KFI Radio in Los Angeles and the Chargers sideline reporter. More on that story. Plus, we're going to take you to Salt Lake City, Utah. Will it soon be home to the NHL's 33rd team, or should they just move the Arizona Coyotes already with reports out that, you know, TikTok, let's get a stadium, arena built here. You're playing to 4,500. How about it? It doesn't happen. It continues not to happen. It's like the Phoenix area is done with the Coyotes. Nobody is really opening up their arms and saying, oh, yes, please make us home of your new arena. Well, if, if Utah is interested, just move them there and keep the league at 32 teams. But what is the reality of moving to Utah? What is the fan base like for hockey in Salt Lake City? They are going to host the Olympics, so there will be a new arena being built uh, for the Olympic Games, which would be home to a pretty nice home uh, for an NHL team. Andy Larson's going to join us. He's also uh, the beat writer for the Utah Jazz in the NBA. Can't wait to talk to Tom Mayenect. And I'm going to tick a lot of football fans off by even mentioning this name. Taylor Swift. Is it a coincidence that the Bills and the Chiefs was the most watched divisional game ever with over 50 million? Yes, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are two of the marquee quarterbacks. The Bills and the Chiefs going head-to-head again in the playoffs was something you put up there and say, yeah, I want to watch that football game. So I'm going to ask Tom, how much of an impact is Taylor Swift on the ratings, in his opinion? Because if you haven't noticed, there's a lot more non-NFL fans who are all of a sudden interested in watching Kansas City Chief games. I'm pretty sure that might have something to do with the young lady who's making billions of dollars and selling out every show around the world for the next year and a half remaining uh, in her tour. Plus, uh, Tom's going to talk about the massive deal for Monday Night Raw and the WWE, and for Canadian wrestling fans, everything is shifting to Netflix starting next year when it comes to WWE and a new $5 billion streaming contract. And Tom's predicting, oh, you better get used to it because Amazon and Disney Plus, they're all going to be watching this going, who could we buy to get people watching us and subscribing to us? Because Peacock just showed you what it can do to have an exclusive NFL game come playoff time millions of new subscribers. And at 20 bucks a pop, that is a lot of money that can come in. So we'll talk to Tom about that. Plus I want to talk to Danny Austin, Calgary son, Calgary Herald as well, new president in Calgary, but John Huffnagel kind of riding off in the sunset. He'll be an advisor. Where does Huff go down? All time coaches in CFL history. He's been general manager the last couple of years, but as, his CFL career kind of fades his time in Calgary. Do you know who number one is winning percentage in CFL history? It's John Huffnagle. Now he didn't have the longest career like Don Matthews or Wally Buono. 08 to 15. But in that time, he's like the John Madden of the Canadian football league. Wasn't a long coaching career, but, the highest winning percentage plus two gray cups. We'll talk about the legacy John Huffnagel is leaving in Calgary uh, coming up here on the Green Zone. So we got a busy one for you right here on 980 CJME
1: and 650
0: CKOM. Jamie and I with you here on a Thursday edition of the Green Zone. Hope you're enjoying your day. Um, see, I, I knew I was going to trigger people by mentioning Taylor Swift. Whew, I apologize. Uh, sorry that one of the most famous people on the planet are all of a sudden t- attending NFL games and their ratings keep climbing. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, got to be. Nothing to do with it at all. Just the two young ladies at the cheer competition I was at who were singing along to every Taylor Swift song that was being played were also watching the Bills-Chiefs game. In the front row, I just maybe it's a coincidence. I doubt it. Okay, I usually don't get political on this show, at least not lately. But I, give me a second. I just tweeted out the video. You can at Jamie and I on my Twitter account, and I was watching the uh, sporting highlights as I do every single night. And they were showing the highlights of uh, the PWHL game, the Professional Women's Hockey League, Ottawa against Boston. And before the game, Justin Trudeau, our prime minister, was at the game. They presented him with a jersey. And in the third period, Ottawa tied the game. And they showed a shot. So the camera goes to JT. Go watch that does anybody clap like that? I don't think the man's clapped ever in his life at a hockey game. Cause he was getting really intense. Like he was trying to clap faster than anybody has ever clapped before after that goal. I watched the video and I was like, okay, I don't want to jump on Justin Trudeau here. <laughs> but the he claps weird. Like, I'm sorry. That is not an average like yeah. Woo! Way to go. It's like trying to clap as fast as possible. Almost frightening to be quite honest, but uh JT was at the Ottawa game. They ended up uh, losing unfortunately uh, to uh, Boston. Montreal leading the way by the way in the Professional Women's Hockey League. Now more coming up on the Green Zone. Maybe you'll disagree with me. Maybe I'm being unfair to the prime minister. It would be unlike anybody in Saskatchewan to be unfair uh, to Justin Trudeau. But we're going to talk expansion in the National Hockey League. Andy Larson of the Salt Lake City Tribunes coming up, but also ahead is Shannon Farron, uh, who is the sideline reporter in Los Angeles as the Chargers land, one of the most coveted coaches in a while, I would bet, in the National Football League. Jim Harbaugh is leaving the University of Michigan as national champion. And heading to the Chargers. Jamie and I with the Air in the Green Zone. Welcome into the Thursday edition. And we are gonna go to California as the LA Chargers made headlines yesterday with the news: Jim Harbaugh is making his way back to California. Of course, he, he must like it there. He spent some time with the Chargers as a player uh, back in the day. Oakland Raiders, San Diego, Stanford, 49ers. Then he, then he went to Michigan, got cold, won a championship, now back to California uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers. And to tell us more about a big move in the National Football League on the sideline is Shannon Farron, host of Gary and Shannon on KFI AM 640 in Los Angeles and the Chargers a sideline reporter. Shannon, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon.
1: Of course, Jamie. I couldn't be more excited to join you about this news. I mean, suddenly the L.A. Chargers are not in the national football conversation, but it's proof talking to you they're in the international conversation as well. (laughs) I mean, this is the biggest splash the chargers have probably ever made. It's the splash they needed when they relocated from San Diego to LA to be taken seriously, to be relevant. And suddenly they're relevant.
0: I was talking about this earlier in the show, that move to Los Angeles. Of course it was, the Rams had a fan base there. Um, They were Los Angeles, they St. Louis, the Raiders have a huge fan base in Los Angeles. They were the, la raiders of course how hard has it been for the chargers especially not having a lot of playoffs uh, success since the move to gain traction as a los angeles entity
1: it hasn't been bad everyone thought it was going to be bad everyone who's not paying attention that's kind of the narrative that you hear uh when they came from san diego they played in essentially a, a soccer stadium, a 35,000-seat stadium. Uh, at the time, it was like, oh, well, maybe the boutique stadiums are the future for the NFL. That was a nice rhetoric, but that's not the case. We all know how popular the NFL is. Um, and, and that was a struggle. I mean, because you're already kind of seen as the JV team. You know, San Diego is a wonderful place to visit, but San Diego doesn't punch you in the mouth. Having Jim Harbaugh come over is what punches you in the mouth. Now suddenly the Chargers are not that JV team. They're going to be taken seriously. They moved into SoFi Stadium a handful of years ago, which, as you know, is a beautiful uh, stadium they do share with the Rams. And in terms of fighting for Allegiance in L.A., yes, there are some Rams fans, but they're relatively new. They're relatively new like Chargers fans who aren't the ones that come up from San Diego and, and closer, Orange County, which is just right outside of Los Angeles. Chargers are huge there as well. So a lot of fans traveled to SoFi to see this team. Um, but a lot of the Rams fans, they felt uh, slighted when the Rams moved to St. Louis and then came back. And I said, you know, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that again. You know, they they left me. They left us. And sometimes football fans take that very personally.
0: Shannon Farron joining us. So to Gary and Shannon on KFI AM 640 in Los Angeles, sideline reporter for the Chargers is Jim Harbaugh is the new head coach of the Chargers and takes over. I would argue is a pretty talented football team that can probably win right away with Jim Harbaugh's leadership.
1: Jamie, I think you hit the nail on the head there because as we know as fans and as uh, outsiders looking in is that a team takes on the personality of their head coach for the past couple years. And I may be talking out of school here, but it's just you and I, Jamie, (laughs) um, uh, I I think this was a team that was rudderless. Honestly, I I think that, you know, firing the head coach, not at the end of the season after that huge blowout loss to a division rival in the Las Vegas Raiders was a huge sign of that. They're looking for their identity. They have the talent. They've had the stars. They've had it for two, three years. I mean, Justin Herbert was going to come in ready to win right away. Um, it was a surprise when he got the starting job after Tyrod Taylor had that injury in week one. It was crazy. But, you know, you have that quarterback. Now you have the coach. You have the wide receiver unit, albeit they've got to stay healthy. You've got the defense. I don't know if Khalil Mack's going to be here, but you've got Joey Bose on the other side of that line. You've got Thule, who's an up-and-comer, on that line as well. Quick, quick, quick to the quarterback. Um, So they do have to work on their secondary. I would say that's the major concern moving forward. But you put in Jim Harbaugh. He has a history of coming into a program and instantly transforming it you see what he did And your bumper music was so apropos playing california because jim harbaugh's been up and down the coast of california like you mentioned he played um he 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 played here Uh, he was in the nfl for for 15 years but he got his car uh, his starting coaching at university of san diego where the chargers are from i mean initially in 1960 they were in la but quickly moved to san diego where they were for the majority of their time but he coached at UC, uh, USD, and then he went to Stanford. He's winning coach of the year wherever he goes, from USD to Stanford where he has great success. Let's not forget who he coached there, Andrew Luck, and what he went on to do. And if he did not retire early, Andrew Luck would be the, the record holder across the board probably. Um, and he goes to the 49ers. He makes Alex Smith a world beater. I mean, he took Alex Smith, and he had him win – that divisional round game in 2011 against, he beat Drew Brees in a shootout. I mean, that was Jim Harbaugh who came into the 49ers and had the guys coming in in work shirts saying, we're here for a job, we're here to do hard work. This isn't about the lights and the glamour of the NFL, this is about hard work and that's the kind of persona he brings in. I mean, he sounds crazy sometimes. He'll say to his players, you know, don't eat chicken because chicken's a nervous animal, and I don't want you to be nervous. But that's part of the crazy that players love about Jim Harbaugh.
0: And uh, I'm I'm sure khaki sales will go up in the Los Angeles area as well (laughs) uh, with Jim Harbaugh landing there. But when when you think of getting him back to the National Football League, how hard do you think of a sell was it? Uh, for the ownership of the L.A. Chargers uh, to get him back to the NFL?
1: A lot of people opined that it was not a hard sell at all because of Justin Herbert, um, because you have the quarterback. As we know, those are key things that you need to have in place, a head coach, a quarterback, right? Those are probably the first two things you want to check off. And here we are. Um, so Justin Herbert, it is said that Jim Harbaugh has died to work with him. He, he's, uh, he's masterful when it comes to quarterbacks. I mean, he he was a quarterback himself, obviously for the Chargers. Um, so that was big. A lot of people of uh, the talking heads I heard say that the Chargers are also building a new facility. Um, so that was something that is uh, is is um, uh, attractive to a head coach candidate. I don't think Jim hart Harbaugh cares about the facility. I don't, I don't think he cares about the glitz. I don't think he cares about the new office. I don't think he cares about the new practice field. I think Jim Harbaugh is a, a football guy, as Dean Spano said in his statement, and well done to the Spanos family, by the way, bringing, giving the fans exactly what they want. But as he said, you know, Jim Harbaugh personifies football. That's all he cares about. Um, So I think that Justin Herbert was a a big part of that. I think um, coming to California is a big part of that. As you know, the weather is advantageous. He spent some years in Michigan, played for Michigan as well. Um, I I think it was just an attractive spot for that reason.
0: Uh, Shannon, uh, will there be less fourth down gambles uh, with Jim Harbaugh than there was with Brandon Staley at weird positions on the field?
1: I gotta tell you, when Giff Smith came in as the interim coach, he's outside linebacker coach for the Chargers, and when he came in as the interim coach in those final weeks down the stretch, And we had a five-field goal game, and everybody on that sideline was – it was like we won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, yes, another field goal. Oh, let's take those points. Let's get those points. Let's put those (laughs) points on the board. Because, you know, the analysts will tell you, and when Brandon Staley came in, they loved it. The the football analytic minds loved it because a lot of the times, as you see the percentages that pop up on your screen – it, they do say to go for it, but it's just against. If you've watched football your whole life, it's like against everything you you feel and you know. And so it was. It was great to see. Uh, it was great to see those points get put up on the board at those times down the stretch.
0: Okay, I, I'm I'm going to ask a selfish question uh, because um, the team I, I root for is a division rival of the LA Chargers, and they just hired the former general manager of the LA Chargers. Are people in Los Angeles laughing at the Raiders today, or is uh, Tom Telesco going to do all right uh, with the Raiders with uh, Antonio Pierce as his head coach?
1: I think it's a wonderful matchup for the Raiders. Um, Tom Telesco, you're not going to hear a bad word come out of my mouth about Tom Telesco. He is a class act, a stand-up guy. He has found some gems. He has found some gems with not a lot of money. Um, Yeah, there's been a couple missteps. Um, I won't. I won't name the corner from the Patriots. The Chargers acquired for nearly 83 um, million dollars, but <laughs> he is a great guy, and I love the pairing of a GM who has a lot of experience under his belt and a new head coach. I think it's going to go really well for the Raiders there in Vegas. And I hate to say that, but I'm just I'm throwing you that bone. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, uh, th- th- thanks for that because I was I was a little nervous watching the Chargers going, especially that route that ended the. Careers of the general manager and head coach uh, in Los Angeles. Going okay. This this will be interesting. Although he has drafted pretty darn well uh, with the LA Chargers. I, I want I want a Super Bowl prediction. Who who do you think's playing in Vegas in a few weeks, Shannon?
1: Well, selfish reasons. Um, I will tell you that I am a diehard Forty Nine er fan. I'm from San Francisco. I'll I will be at the game on Sunday. I hate that I don't hate the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's so much easier when we're playing the Cowboys or the Packers or the Rams. And I love the story about the Lions. I love Jared Goff coming home after being, you know, shuttled out of Los Angeles, being embraced in Detroit and coming home to his hometown. He grew up there in the San Francisco Bay Area. Great story, but I I like my story better. I like the story of Mr. Irrelevant in the MVP discussion. I love everybody hating on him this week. I think it's going to do nothing but provide fuel. Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, hopefully he'll play. He's been kind of uh, sporadic at practice today. He's been in and out. Um, They put on a show. These 49ers put on a show. I know the whole country – and probably Canada, is rooting against the 49ers and the Chiefs, and they want the Detroit Ravens Super Bowl. I think it's going to be the Niners, and I think it's going to be the Ravens, and I think it's going to be a a, a rerun of of 2013, not in New Orleans, not with the lights off, and I think (laughs) the Niners best the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I think the power of uh, Legion Stadium should just be able to handle the halftime show, uh, rather than the Superdome <laughs> in New Orleans. Shannon, it was a treat to have you on the show today talking about Jim Harbaugh landing in Los Angeles. Thanks for your time.
1: Absolutely, have a good one.
0: Shannon Farron, host of Gary and Shannon, KFI AM six forty radio in Los Angeles. Chargers sideline reporter as Jim Harbaugh. He's gonna he wins. That's what he does. Look at his record. In San Diego, wins, goes to Stanford. First two years, little bit of a struggle, and then he was a winner. Goes to San Francisco in the NFL. Goes to a Super Bowl. Loses to his brother John in the Ravens. Goes to Michigan. Finally win a national championship. There are people in life and in the world that are just meant to lead, and they just, I don't know what it is. They know what the buttons are and how to push them. Jim Harbaugh has shown it doesn't matter the school, it doesn't matter the team, it doesn't matter the people. He leads well. Unfortunately for the Raiders, that means it'll be the Chargers and the Chiefs to challenge going forward with Mahomes and Herbert uh, in that division. Now, uh, coming up next this day in sports history on nine eighty CJME and six fifty CKOM. Take me a spin. I'm Jamie Nye. This is the Green Zone. Thanks to Shannon Farron joining us. Chargers sideline reporter from KFI AM radio in Los Angeles on Jim Harbaugh's arrival with the Chargers. Where's Bill at? What's going on with Bill Belichick? He's interviewed for the Atlanta Falcons. Cowboys aren't changing. The Eagles aren't changing. Jobs are starting to... Fill up here around the National Football League. Is, is the best coach in NFL history can't get a job? We'll see. A Bobby Slowick interviewed again for the uh, Falcons, as did Mike Vrabel, who also Bill Belichick is interviewed with. We'll we'll see if Bill lands anywhere in the National Football League. Is this a business,
1: business, and Bridge Farm remembers. For
0: This day in sports history, the day was January 25th. The year was 1987. I'm going to go to Disney World. Yes, that was Phil Simms after the Super Bowl, in which he was the MVP beating the Broncos 39-20. That was the phrase the first time it was uttered, going to Disney World after winning the Super Bowl. Also on this day in sports history in 91. Oates gives it in front to Hall, a shoot, he scores! Brett Hall, number 50! He scores from the slot, and Hall has number 50. He becomes only the fifth player in NHL history to score 50 goals in 50 games. Number 16, Brett Hall scores number 50 of the 49th game. Yes, it was a 9-4 win as well for Brett Hall, scored twice in that one, third player in NHL history with 50 goals in less than 50 games. And it happened on this day in sports, January the 25th.